the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is June 6th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, Brenda? Yes. Uh, start you out with a little uh, history okay. quiz. Uh, do you know what happened <gasps> on June 6th, 1944? Um, June 6th, 1944. Uh, did it have... Uh, uh, it was the first uh, all-you-can-eat uh, shrimp night at the Sizzler. No. Okay. That would be incorrect. June 6th, 1944, D-Day. Oh, my. I was way off. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. So it's when Allied troops landed on the beaches of Normandy, France, June 6th, 1944. That was the uh, event, really, that turned the tide in World War II. Every time I think of D-Day and this day in history, I can't help but think about the movie Saving Private Ryan. Oh, for sure. When that scene at the beginning of the movie uh, happens, and it's a long scene of that movie, it's so realistic. And I remember the first time seeing that, just being in awe of that, because I saw it in a in a movie house a theater, and it was amazing. And then I heard later a veteran who was actually at D-Day talk about seeing the movie Saving yes. Private Ryan. And he commented how realistic it was. Wow. And the only thing he said it was missing from that was the smell. Oh. And he said that was the part that a movie couldn't capture, but mm-hmm. all of the you know, chaos, carnage of D-Day, he said that was, yeah, that was the realistic matter Incredible. of it. So anyway, yeah, so, and it's coincidentally, I, I find it interesting that on, on this D-Day, and we'll talk about this in the news, also the day and the next several days, that the Navy ships are rolling into Portland. Fleet Week Fleet is week. here. Yeah, Fleet Week is here as part of the Rose Festival. Always a great part of the Rose Festival. We always enjoyed back in the day when our daughters were younger and they do tours of the ships along the seawall. And I'm not sure what level of tours they're doing uh, for this week, if any. But you okay. can sh- obviously you can check with the Rose Festival and their website, and they'll have stuff listed in that regard. But always amazing just to go on the ships and walk around and, and take a look at it. And your dad was in the Navy. My dad was in the Navy. Uh, yeah. Went from South Carolina, Columbia, where he grew up and went to high school, joined during Vietnam years, and was stationed in San Diego. Yeah. And never left. Right. Met my mom, and that's where I grew up. And it looks like there's a possibility our son might be following in those footsteps. Maybe I'll take him down to Fleet Week and then just, uh, you know, lock him into one of those uh, rooms (laughs) and just say, see 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 you later. Have a good summer. (laughs) Yeah. See you next year. Have fun out there. Have fun at sea. They'd spend a long time, uh, you know, out in the middle of the ocean. And boy, we cannot. Uh, pray for and thank enough our our men and women service people that that provide that safety that yeah. that uh, D Day uh, provided for us as well. So when you tour some of the Navy ships, yes. it's it's pretty amazing to see the 
electronics that are involved with the ships. And so if you're going into the Navy, I mean, it's a lot of technical computerization stuff now. I mean, you know, it's... Absolutely. Let's just say it's advanced. Look, if your summer travels are taking you to San Diego this year, please stop at the USS Midway Museum. Oh, yeah. Which is basically the USS Midway. Mm -hmm. It's an aircraft carrier. It's docked there in San Diego. You can go on and go on all the different docks. Uh, it's a floating city. Oh, I bet. And yeah. what they and that is an old ship compared to what they are doing now. It's incredible uh, that uh, w- what we have, our technology absolutely allows us. So uh, yeah, it that was... might be fun. I wonder what they're going to have there though. If it's you know what kind of uh, of naval ships that right, are going to be yeah. there. I'm not quite sure. Again, what uh, Rose uh, Festival website may have that on there. What's interesting too, I don't know if you remember this, the Discovery Channel. I think it was the Discovery Channel several years ago did like a mini series documentary on being on an aircraft carrier. Okay. It was pretty it was pretty fun to watch because again it is like a floating city. It oh. was, it was amazing to to see, you know, what they had aboard a aircraft carrier and the things that they did there. So, but anyway, we'll talk about Fleet Week. It's always fun. So, I far, like fun it. part of the Rose Festival. What do you got coming up today? Well, David, if you go on vacation in June, you might be coming back to a new pastor in July. Ah. The new priest assignments have been announced for the Arch Diocese of Portland, several churches in the Portland area, getting a new father. All right. Got a great show ahead. All right. We're going to start things now with Teresa Peterson and Freely Fully. And we are the Morning Belen right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Before you now, I come before you now, freely. Crying now, Lord, my heart is crying out. Free me, free me. How I long to hear. I love you. I love you. I love you. 
That is Teresa Peterson and Freely Fully. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Beautiful morning out there. Going to be kind of warm today, mm-hmm. it looks like. We'll have that for you in the forecast. And then after that, you know him from Catholic Answers Live, Carlo Broussard joins us again, coming right up. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. No matter where your summer travels take you, Mater Dei Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MaterDayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Maturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 713 at Mater Day Radio. Well, I'm going to go home and hook up the water wiggle today and You're run gonna through need it. it. I'm going to need it because it's saying 92 degrees, your high. Under sunny skies, mostly clear tonight, low of 58. And then tomorrow, mostly sunny again, 90 degrees, your projected high. So next couple of days, pretty warm. Then it cools down Thursday back to 80. On, uh, on my uh, Facebook yesterday, I saw an ad for reusable 
water balloons. Oh, okay. Oh, I think really? that'd be kind yeah. of a nice thing. That would be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, currently, where the kids students are getting ready for their finals, it is 60 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 57 degrees at Holy Redeemer Church in Portland. Well, have you ever been in maybe a tense conversation, even a debate on a topic that eventually boils down to the other person saying to you, well, that's just your truth and I have mine. It's an idea that I try to teach my own children that there isn't a version of the truth, right? There is just the truth. But now it seems like there's a new litany of seemingly absolute commandments that's thrown at us. And that opens up this new idea of not relativists, but now woke moralists. And I can think of no better person than to tackle this topic and expose this way of thinking for what it really is. Carlo Broussard's latest book is The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralist. It is out by Catholic Answers Press. Good morning, Carlo. Thanks so much for joining us again on the show. Hey, good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. It's a delight to be with you. Well, first, let's lay a little bit of groundwork when using these new terms, because we hear things like relativism and this woke conversation. And I sometimes have to even look up things like gaslighting because, well, in this new day and age, more and more things are thrown at us. So for our listeners, you're using this term woke moralist. So what is a woke moralist? Yeah, well, wokeism is sort of an umbrella term that traditionally referred to being awakened to the fact that particular groups of people are being oppressed and the desire to want to free those quote-unquote oppressed people from their oppression. Now, on the surface, that's a good thing that we can all get on board with. Whenever there's a group of people that are unjustly oppressed, we want to do what we can to try to rectify that injustice and bring about justice. However, within our modern culture, wokeism has been used to label a certain view of oppression. Because if we're talking about oppression, of course, that raises the question, well, what do we mean? How are people viewing, quote-unquote, oppression of certain groups of people? Well, as I point out in my book, The New Relativism, this understanding of oppression is not what your common Joe on the street would understand to be unjust oppression. So, for example, within critical race theory, there is the claim that to say there is objective truth, right and wrong answers, is to suppress people, especially non-white people. For the claim of critical race theory is that objectivity is an ideologue of racism, racism to non-white people. And so the modern moral woke command of thy shall not be a white supremacist, when you unspin the modern spin, what you discover is that to affirm objective truth, like there is a truth for us to all know by reason, is to be a white supremacist. And so what you see there, Brenda, is that there's a weird kind of skewed understanding of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. Say there's objective truth is to be oppressive and therefore a white supremacist. And so that is a version of modern wokeism, right? A version that we want to not get on board with, right? Because we want to affirm objective truth. And so this is an example 
of the new relativism. The old relativism was in your face and blatant, as you put it, Brenda. You have your truth, I have mine. Right. But some have claimed that that relativism is gone, passe, it's dead, it's over and done with, because we now live in a culture of woke moralists. You can't be a white supremacist. On the surface, we're like, yeah, I agree with that. I don't like white supremacy. That's bad. That's evil. We need to reject that. But whenever you understand what modern wokeism means by white supremacy, you come to discover that it's actually good old-fashioned relativism in disguise. Wow. And so what I do in the book is I go through 10 examples of woke moralists or woke moral commands and unmask these modern moral commands to expose the relativistic thinking that's lurking behind them or better yet, embedded within the modern meaning of them, and then instruct the reader with some strategies as to how to refute these woke moral commands and the relativistic thinking embedded within them. So that's one example among the 10 uh, that I go through in the book, The New Relativism. Carlo Broussard joining us today. That is his new book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralists. Well, Carlo, then help us understand this. You know, we use the authority of our church, and you're calling commandments. We've got 10 of them. But, of course, Christ (laughs) gives us so many more ways. You know, that's the authority of our church. That's the authority by which we Catholics say this is the laws which we live by, right? This is what God has given us. That is our authority. So what do these new moralists then use up to back up their authority of their new commandments? Yeah, that's a great question, Brenda. So uh, with for us as Catholics, we have the authority of Jesus and the Church and divine revelation, but we also have the authority of reason, where we use reason to come to know things about reality and about our own human nature and human behavior and what is proper moral behavior, even by reason. So reason is an authority that we appeal to. Now, those within our modern culture could very well appeal to reason as well as an authority for these modern moral commands. But what we discover, as I point out in the book, that when we use the measure of reason, we come to discover that these modern woke moral commands are not appealing to reason as an authority for these moral commands, because reason exposes them to be incoherent and absurd. And what they actually appeal to, Brenda, as I point out at at least explicitly within the third section of the book on cultural relativism, the authority that they appeal to for certain modern moral commands is uh, a particular group of individuals. So take, for example, thy shall not be anti-science, that modern moral command. It is often claimed that there's an anti-science bias within America, and this came up particularly with the COVID-19 issues. But what I expose in the book, Brenda, and what you discover is that people are not being anti-science. In actuality, they're being scientific. They're simply rejecting the conclusions of a particular group of scientists. And so what this claim, I shall not be anti-science, amounts to is, You are anti-science because you are rejecting 
the particular group of scientists who are in authority and have power. And that, Brenda, is not rooting judgments in reason. That's rooting judgments simply upon in their authority, which can be legitimately challenged by other legit scientists who come to different scientific conclusions. So it's not a matter of being anti-science. What their claim is, is you're being anti-our group. You're rejecting our group mm-hmm. narrative. Oh. And that's just a manifestation of cultural relativism. Oh, absolutely. And if you really want to blow their mind, just remind them that our entire scientific method, well, you can thank the Catholic Church for that. Mm-hmm. Carlo Bruce are joining me today. His new book is The New Relativism. Carlo, this has been a great conversation. I want to talk about some more ideas, some more of these woke commandments, especially because I sometimes hear it, maybe even from a child in my house, don't judge me. I want to talk to you more about it, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Indeed. And it is 722 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you haven't done so yet, check out our website, the Hail Mary Media app. Over, I think Sarah told us, 274, 73, 74 folks have downloaded the Hail Mary Media app. It is free. It'll give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders and listen to a wide variety of podcasts. That is the Hail Mary Media app. It's free. Find out all the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. In John's Gospel, Chapter 20, the Apostle Thomas speaks of his skepticism over the appearance of Jesus. When Jesus appears again to the twelve, Thomas believes. Jesus responds, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me, and yet they believe. Thomas lived a life of faith, preaching in modern-day India, and suffered a martyr's death. Imagine the faith of the apostles. All gave their lives gladly for our Lord, with a steadfast belief in the good news. Being Catholic, we are an apostolic faith one that brings us to prayer, to mass, to the radio, for Christ. We need to keep on believing by forgiving others, sharing, and helping others in their time of need. Our solid faith is a virtue that reflects our habit and disposition to do good. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. 
These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at MaterDayRadio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Anchors away. Here comes the Navy. That's in the news. And if you leave on vacation in June, don't be surprised if you see a new pastor in July. The new assignments for the Archdiocese of Portland have been released. I'll tell you where some of the priests are going. That story plus more coming up in news in four minutes. This is Ike and Dalu, Make It Loud. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Cities burn, mothers cry. Oh, my Lord, save my child. I know love is on our side. Still, I pray.
That is Aikendalu and Make It Loud. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, the official list of priest assignments was released by the Archdiocese of Portland Office of the Vicar for Clergy. These new assignments take place effective July 1st, so just a little less than a month away. Now, here in the local area, Father Theodore Prentice will be at St. Cyril Wilsonville as the pastor, Father Jeff Mewson at St. Joseph Salem, Father Gabriel White, St. Joseph the Worker here in Portland, Edgar Rivera, Father Edgar Rivera uh, will be at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Aloha, and Father Paul Ibarra, pastor at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Portland. All right. Now, also, our newly ordained priests, they have their assignments as parochial vicars. Uh, Father Anthony Hogfan will be at Holy Trinity in Beaverton. Mm-hmm. Father Efren Razzo, St. Anthony's in Tigard. And Father Matthew Knight, St. Joseph's in Salem. In fact, if you stick around in our next hour, we're going to hear a homily highlight. From Father Matthew Knight. Yeah. That is coming up. Wonderful. And then there's also priest administrators being assigned to the Madeline in Portland. That would be Father Bonaventure Rummel. Father Stephen Kenyon will be at St. Peter's in Portland. Father Theo Lang, St. Paul's in Silverton. And Father Josie Kuriakos in St. Helens. Uh, St. Helens in Sweet Home. And Father Joseph Surgat. St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. All right. I remember Ed Longwa, a good friend, always telling us that that was the priest assignments, always one of the most read stories in the Catholic Sentinel people, during the years. Yeah, people yeah. want to go. So a yeah. little bit of a mix-up. And so we welcome all of these priests and our newly ordained to their assignments. Mm-hmm. In the Navy, yes, you can sail the seven seas. In the Navy, yes, you can put your mind at ease. Hey, it's Fleet Week in the Rose City as the Navy ships begin docking along the seawall at Portland's Tom McCall Waterfront Park this afternoon. Fleet Week is a Rose Festival tradition that dates back more than 80 years, but with the ship arrivals come eh, some traffic advisories for you. Commuters may see frequent and prolonged bridge lifts on the Broadway, Steel, and Burnside bridges. To avoid delays, commuters may want to use the Morrison and Hawthorne bridges. Now, the ships are due to arrive between 2 to 4 or 2 to 6 p.m., depending on the day, and that's through Thursday afternoon. All times and dates are estimates and are subject to change. Real-time lift information will be announced on the Portland Fire and Rescue Twitter account. Portland is one of only a few U.S. ports of call that host courtesy visits from the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Coast Guard, and the Royal Canadian Navy. Thank you to my wife. She sent me the, uh, we were talking about uh, the Rose Festival fleet arriving, Mm -hmm. and the website, Portland Rose Festival website, does have information about Fleet Week and potential opportunities to tour the ship. So you can go to that website. That would be uh, rosefestival.org. You can check it out. I'm going to start looking it up. I'm going to send that link to my son. There you go. Well, Pope Francis went to a Rome hospital center for the elderly for a visit on Tuesday, according to Italian media reports. Italian news agency reported that Pope Francis spent about 40 minutes at Gemelli Hospital before returning to his Vatican residence shortly before noon. 
Vatican spokesman Matteo Brunei issued a brief statement on June 6, confirming media reports. According to its website, Jamelli Hospital Center for Elderly Patients has a day hospital as well as areas for acute patients, rehabilitation, neuropsychology, and research. Pope Francis canceled meetings on May 26 due to a fever. He resumed his normal activities the next day. At the end of March, he was hospitalized for four days for a lung infection. Despite his recent medical challenges, the Vatican recently announced the Pope's intention to visit Mongolia August 31st to September 1st. Pope Francis is also on the schedule for World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal, August 2nd through the 6th. It was a special night for a Rose City restaurant. Khan, led by Chef Gregory Gorday and his Haitian cuisine, was named America's Best New Restaurant. Wow! At the James Beard Foundation's 2023 award show last night, ceremony took place at the Lyric Opera of Chicago. It was the first time a Portland restaurant has earned that honor. After opening last August, Khan has been an award favorite took the number one spot on Esquire's annual restaurant guide and was the Oregonian's 2022 Restaurant of the Year in what emerged as a huge night for Portland restaurants. Another local chef, Vince Wynn of Southeast Portland's Burlew, took home a regional award in the Best Chef Northwest and Pacific category, besting Thomas Pisha Duffley of Portland's Gado Gado and several other restaurants. So congratulations to Khan. I was looking about getting a reservation <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, and since it's opened, it's been a tough ticket. So apparently what you have to do is you go to, uh, it's a restaurant app that takes okay. the reservations. And for Con, they release their tables once a month. Whoa. And so you have to get on there. It's like getting a ticket to a concert. Yeah. You have to get on there and, and try your best. To get a table, so there you go. Oh, I think the tables are going to be even harder to come by (laughs) these days. Well, one place might be trying to get their hotel restaurant on that list. It's the new Ritz-Carlton. Now, they broke ground in 2020 to be a new uh, high-rise on Portland's skyline. It was just as the pandemic started. Now it's nearly complete with hopes of being part of a downtown Portland comeback. The 35-story Ritz-Carlton Residences is a modern, dark-glass building expected to house 132 luxury condos and 251 hotel rooms. The building fills the block at Southwest 9th and Washington Street, and it is getting close to opening. Now, the hotel will be announcing an official date soon, but for now, it's saying late summer. Marie Brown is the hotel general manager overseeing what will be Portland's only five-star hotel. Wow. The rooms are expected to start, David, $575 a night, (laughs) going up from there. They're already booking up. So far, media is not allowed inside, but rendering shows some of what's to be expected. An elite hotel with many amenities, Brown says, showing off the best of what Oregon has to offer. But the $600 million building is more than a hotel. The top third of floors are condos for sale. David, you can get one of these penthouses. Yeah. Just about $8 million. That's all. Yeah, hey. Bottom floor is going to be office space, hotel meeting rooms, and some retail space. This is a mega multi-use building, she says. And of course, a condo or even hotel room is out of the price rooms for a vast majority of people. But the hotel management promises it will be a place for everyone for that special dinner, family gathering, 
or just a cocktail in the evening. That sounds very nice. Doesn't that sound nice? It sure does. Be nice sitting in the Ritz Carlton, yep. sipping a you know a, a glass of your favorite cocktail, listening to some jazz maybe in the lobby. Yeah, that'd be okay. Get me in. I don't know if they've got jazz in the lobby, but <laughs> well, that's my recommendation. I, I like that. That sounds good to me. In sports, Oregon State's baseball season is over, falling to LSU 13-7 to in Monday's regional final in Baton Rouge. Beavers would have had to beat the Tigers twice yesterday to advance to the college baseball playoff Super Regionals. OSU finishes the season with a record of 41-19. and Super Regionals is where the University of Oregon is headed, and they won't have to travel any farther than their home field at PK Park. As the higher seed, the Ducks will host Oral Roberts in a best-of-three game series with the winner advancing to the College Baseball World Series. So this news just out this morning. The series will get started this Friday at 5 p.m., at PK Park, so that's this Friday, 5 p.m., televised on ESPNU. Excellent. There you go. Well, David, have you heard this phrase, you are what you eat? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's a popular phrase that usually related to eating healthy food, but some have raised the question as to whether this applies to eating and partaking in the body and blood of Christ. Julie Radici on Catholic Link said she wondered if it was truly possible to become more like Jesus Christ as a result of attending daily Mass and partaking of the daily bread that we hear about in the Our Father. Now, as we can learn from the saints, she says, who have gone before us, the answer to the question is yes. Attending Mass changes us in many ways. We're going to talk throughout the show today about in what ways our lives are changed by attending daily Mass. First, she says, we become more hungry. If God leads us and we follow the Eucharist and by nature, the Mass will become the center of our life and of our days. As St. John Vianney says, there is nothing so great as the Eucharist. If God had something more precious, would have given it to us. Well, the more we understand the beauty of this gift from God, the hungrier we become to regularly receive it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Beginning this Thursday, running through Saturday, is Eucharistic Miracles Exhibit in Aloha at St. Elizabeth and Seton Catholic Church. Also on Thursday at 3 o'clock is Catholic Bible Study from the Grotto. It's happening in person and live stream. Join Father Edgar Benedian for a weekly hour of Bible study, an opportunity to deepen your knowledge about the Word of God in the Sunday readings. BYOB on that Bible study. Bring your own Bible. Mm. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And more from Catholic Answers, Carlo Broussard, after a warm forecast. That's next. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in a prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mystical Rose, make intercession for the Holy Church. Protect the Holy Father. Help all those who invoke you in their needs. Since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the true God, obtain for us from your most holy Son, Jesus, the grace of keeping our faith, sweet hope in the midst of the difficulties of life, burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Patroness of the Americas, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-source communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for all-source communications. Connecting Day Radio's Leadership Circle. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for The Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch The Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hey, you're going to want to get outside and give your plants a little drink of water today because it is going to be a warm one. Sunny skies, high of 92 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 58, and then sunny again for Wednesday, again, 90 degrees. So next couple of days, going to be rather warm. All right. I am going to go out and water my plants today, yeah. too. 60 degrees currently at St. Joseph the Worker in Portland. And 57 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. And I am back with the wonderful Carlo Broussard. Carlo is a staff apologist. You'll hear him pretty regularly on Catholic Answers. You'll also hear a little bit of his thoughts on different ideas. Well, right here at Mater Day Radio throughout the day, Carlo is joining me today because we're discussing his new book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralist. Carlo, thanks so much for staying with me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Brenda. It's great. Well, in our first half hour, we were beginning to touch on some of these ideas, some of these woke commandments now that we're hearing. And boy, when you look through the table of contents for people who get the book right away, it's so obvious that this is coming at us every single day. And it's wonderful to have you to really tackle these uh, ideas and thoughts and really point out well, what's hiding behind the idea. You know, Carlo, this idea you talk about, we've heard this relativism. Oh, it's all relative. There's your truth and there's my truth. But the yeah. idea of this, these new moralists have kind of taken and replaced those ideas. Explain how that's happened. Yeah, so I think what happened is, you know, we had relativism, which sort of gutted our minds of truth, and so there was a vacuum, and that vacuum needed to be filled up, and it's, and it's filled up with these modern moral commands. But what you discover, as I point out in the book, Brenda, is that what we are experiencing in many of these cases is the wicked offspring of relativism, right? 
Because consider this, Brendan, within the mental world of relativism, where there is no truth, right? There can be no persuasion of minds. If there's no truth, then there's no reality for the minds to conform to. So you can't go around trying to persuade people's minds to accept the truth. So what is left? All that's left is a sheer conflict of will. And so the only one that's going to win the day is the wheel with the more power, the voice who is the loudest, the one who can scream the loudest, the one who is the strongest. And persuasion of mind is entirely off of the table and is no longer sought after as a good thing to try to persuade people's minds. And this is exactly what we are experiencing within our culture today, Brenda. Thy shall not misinform, right? Mm. Any opposing view of the established consensus of the powers that be and the narrative that they are constructing and telling. They are canceled. They are shut down. They are silenced. Why? Because persuasion of mind is not available. It's not an option anymore. That smacks of relativism. If it's not full-blown relativism, at least it's practical relativism. That is to say, truth might as well not exist because it doesn't matter. All that matters is the one who has the power to shut down opposing voices who are offering reasoned, persu- reasoned and charitable critiques of the established narrative. Uh, thy shall uh, not be a judgmental, hateful bigot. Oh, sure. You know, Carla, let's talk a little bit about that one, because, boy, you know, even I bristle a little bit about I don't want to be judged. I'm more than happy to say, oh, yes, I I am a sinner. I know that. But don't point out any of my specific sins. Boy, ooh, now you're you're casting a judgment on me. But, yeah, it's going even a little bit deeper than that. that. Talk a little bit more about what that means. Right. So what I point out in the book is notice what's going on whenever we as a Christian are labeled as a judgmental, hateful bigot, we are labeled so simply because we've critically analyzed a particular lifestyle choice. We said, you know what, that behavior, that's not good for us as human beings. That's immoral, right? That's wrong. And then all of a sudden, we're labeled as being judgmental. Notice there, Brenda, we are perceived as attacking the motivations and the culpability of the person. The behavior and the lifestyle choice is no longer allowed to be a target for critical analysis, and it's entirely off of the table. And all that's left is the person. So any negative moral evaluation that we have of a behavior is perceived merely as an attack against the person. Hmm. And that, unfortunately, is the wicked offspring, again, of good old-fashioned moral relativism. Because in moral relativism, guess what? There's no right or wrong human behavior. It's just differences, right? And oh. so you can't, you can't criticize any particular human behavior and say that's wrong in moral relativism. The same is practically playing out in these modern moral commands, for example, you shouldn't be a judgmental, hateful bigot. In other words, if you criticize, you can't be criticizing human behavior because that's an off the table. To mm-hmm. do so is to attack the person, and that's the wicked offspring of moral relativism. And of course, Brenda, as you know, all we're doing is making judgments about the human behavior, Ex- which everybody does. Exactly. I mean, how many people say racism is bad? 
That's judging our human behavior and saying that's bad. What we are not judging is the individual's motivations or culpability. That's something that we leave to God. Well, that is some of what you will learn in Carlo's new book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophies of Today's Woke Moralists. You can find it on the website at Catholic Answers. All right, Carlo, you you found all of these areas and you talk so just profoundly about each one and really enlighten us. But look, now me as a parent, I think about my children growing up in this world. I have a grandchild on the way. I think about what are we setting up for them in the future? If nothing is tr- absolute truth, if there are no rules specifically for anybody, well, that means that eventually, I mean, you look down the road, 5, 10, you know, 15 years. What is our society going to look like? What are we going to be allowing in the world because of this if we don't stop it? I mean, how do we live this to its conclusion or maybe get us on a on the a right track again? What what are we left with now? Yeah, well, what we're left with is what we're experiencing now. And the ones who have offices and positions of power, their might is making right. Their might is determining the quote unquote truth of things. And any critical response and challenge in response is silence and squashed. And that's the essence of tyranny. And that's what we're beginning to experience within our culture today. How can we respond and try to change the tides? I think, Brenda, it it all boils down to doing what our Lord did, looking to our Lord and getting on the ground, uh, rubbing shoulders with people and talking to them, inviting them to consider the beauty of reality and truth. And the way to do that is to expose the insanity and absurdities that are embedded within these modern moral commands. And I'm optimistic, uh, Brenda, that I think the pilot light of reason is still on for a lot of people. Mm. And that if we fan that flame, that reason will come to recognize the absurdity of the insane, right? And begin to go back towards uh, a life of sanity. And, and, we, and that just that requires us being very persuasive and kind and natural conversation of pointing out these absurdities of uh, modern woke moral commands. Oh, and that pendulum cannot swing back soon enough. Carlo, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for writing this wonderful book. We'll listen to you soon on Catholic Answers. Thank you, Brenda. And again, that is Carlo Broussard. So the name of his book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralist. It is out by Catholic Answers. I will be sure to add a link on the podcast of this interview where you can get right to Catholic Answers Bookstore. You can purchase a copy for yourself or please use one of our wonderful Catholic local bookstores. I'm sure they'll get a copy for you as well. You can find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio on this Tuesday this evening. Great program, 7.30, Voice of the Shepherd with our shepherd, Archbishop Alexander Sample, along with host Dina Marie. Again, that's 7.30 this evening right here on Mater Day Radio. Full program schedule and it is available on our website. Just go to the radio programs page, click on Programming Schedule, 
and you can print yourself out a copy as well. It's on our website, materdayradio.com, or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Dear St. Jude, Please help me to do well so that I may support my family. I promise to return your blessing. And here, I give you my last dollar to show my faith. With that prayer at Mass in a Detroit church, God used the son of Lebanese-American immigrants who had a deep Catholic faith to bring healing to the world. Danny Thomas went on to success as a Hollywood entertainer and worked tirelessly as one of the founders of St. Jude's Hospital. St. Jude's offers hope to the sickest of children and their families, being at the forefront of cancer research and treatment. Cure rates have soared to over 80%. More than 7,000 children are treated there each year, all for free. Like Danny, we are called to show our faith and God will answer our prayers. This is Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 and Mater Day Radio. Unruly passengers on airplanes. The numbers in the news. Get them out of here. I know. Oh, man. And multiple flyer, fires broke out in Vancouver yesterday. Early fire season. Keeping firefighters a little bit busy. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Not all saints do their work out in the open, and not all of them have a choice. Today we celebrate the feast of Saint Raphael Guizar Valencia, who was, like a secret agent, for Catholicism. Raphael was born in 1878 in central Mexico. As a youth, he was brought up in the faith, 
he spent a great deal of time with Jesuit priests and went to a religious school. From his early years, he wanted to be part of the clergy, and he remained on that path as he grew older. At 13 years old, he entered into seminary, and by the time he was 23, he was ordained. As a young priest, he performed missionary work across several areas of Mexico. His enthusiasm for teaching the faith earned him the position of spiritual director in the seminary of Zamora. However, the situation in Mexico was changing, and both anti-religious and anti-clergy movements were gaining traction. Rafael tried to fight against this by starting up a Catholic newspaper in 1911, but it didn't work out. Not only was the newspaper shut down by revolutionaries, but creating it had painted a target on his back. From this time forward, Rafael lived in continual persecution within Mexico. He wandered for years with no home, and the political climate put him in constant danger. He could have fled the country, but instead he decided he needed to continue his work in spite of the difficulties. To avoid detection, he went from place to place in disguise, acting the part of a salesman, musician, or doctor, depending on the situation. With these disguises, he was able to move about more freely and tend to people who were sick and suffering and offer the sacraments to those who needed them. He couldn't remain forever, though, and soon had to flee to the southern United States to escape those who were hunting him. He remained there until 1915, when he began to do missionary work in Guatemala. He was also invited to conduct missions in Cuba, where he worked tirelessly in assisting victims of the Black Plague. In time, he returned to Mexico, where he was made a bishop in 1919. He began visiting every part of his diocese, preaching at many churches, and continuing his charitable works by supporting earthquake victims. He also took a great interest in the education of young priests. He renovated a rundown seminary for this purpose, but it was seized by the government. Once again demonstrating his guile, he moved the seminary to Mexico City, where it ran in secret for 15 years despite continued persecution of the religious. In 1937, he suffered a heart attack that left him weakened. He spent the rest of his days managing his diocese while bedridden, until June of 1938 when he died. He was canonized in 2006 and his tomb in Jalapa is today visited by many who seek his intercession. As Catholics, we should strive for honesty, but that doesn't mean we can't be clever. Raphael tricked those who persecuted him so that he could help more people and continue his ministry. God gave us these gifts of intelligence and cunning for a reason, but it's up to us to apply these gifts in a constructive, unselfish way. St. Raphael Guizar Valencia, pray for us. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at MaterDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Leading pro-life organizations will hold a national Celebrate Life Day rally and gala in Washington, D.C. on June 24th the first anniversary of the reversal of Roe versus Wade. The rally will be held on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial on the National Mall from 10.30 a.m. to noon. Tina Whittington, Students for Life Executive Vice President, told Catholic News Agency that the rally will be laying out a vision of where to go next in the pro-life movement, achieving national protection for pre-born Americans under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. The rally will feature some of the country's leading Catholic pro-life voices as speakers, including Live Action President Lila Rose. A ticketed National Celebrate Life Day Gala will also be held in conjunction with the rally on the evening of June 24th, the Renaissance Washington, D.C.
Well, flying the friendly skies, eh, maybe. Unruly passenger incidents were more than a third higher in 2022 than in 2021. A new global analysis by the International Air Transport Association has revealed the aviation body has recorded an increase of 37% year-on-year, with the most common types of incidents being ones that involve noncompliance, verbal abuse, and intoxication. Smoking of cigarettes, e-cigarettes, vapes, and puff devices in the cabin or lavatories was the number one non-compliance issue highlighted by the analysis, followed by failure to fasten seat belts when instructed, exceeding the carry-on baggage allowance, or failing to store baggage when required, and consumption of one's own alcohol on board. This year might not be any better either. On Sunday, the day after the report was announced, a flight from Paris to the U.S. was diverted to Canada due to disruption that was allegedly caused by a drunk male passenger. I have a feeling that many of those non-compliance issues, though, might have an alcohol kind of yeah. underlying that they, they've had just a few too many, waiting, whatever it happens to be. So, yeah, that's tough. I've been on a few flights. I wouldn't say I'm a regular by any means. Never had an issue. Never seen anybody with an issue. Yeah, me neither. Um, Scott, he flies on a fairly regular basis. Uh, same for him. But we've had friends who are flight attendants. Oh, they say the things that they've had to put up with sometimes. I bet. Pretty I'm, tough. I'm really surprised that the top non-compliance issue was the cigarettes or e-cigarette smoking in laboratories. That seems like such an easy rule to follow. Yes. Yeah, obviously, but... Again, yeah. if we look at underlying reasons yeah. why a person would want to break the rules like that, you know, let's see if there's a drink, yeah. uh, alcoholic yeah, beverage probably in Probably right. Well, within the space of about two hours, firefighters in Vancouver responded to two fires that each threatened to spread towards nearby homes. Both temporarily resulted in evacuations. Vancouver Fire Department said that it first responded to reports of a brush fire on a hillside off the Burnt Bridge Creek Trail between Northeast Andreessen Road and Northeast 86th Avenue around 2.15 on Monday. Ultimately, it took 17 fire units and about 35 firefighters to get the two-acre fire under control. Well, during that firefight, authorities evacuated 12 nearby homes. They weren't allowed to return to about three hours later. No reported injuries. And while the response to the Burnt Bridge Creek brush fire was still going on, a second fire broke out a little after 3.30 p.m. Callers on Northeast 56th Way near Andreessen reported that several tall trees and a large shop had caught fire. Now, most of Vancouver's fire department suppression units were deployed at the Burnt Bridge Creek fire, requiring three Clark County Fire <laughs> District 6 units to assist in the structure fire. In addition to the two larger fires, crews were also dealing with... Mm. Sm- Three smaller vegetation fires around four wow. o'clock. Is that kind of over by you guys, or I'm not uh, sure. It is a little bit. Uh, n- not the one on Burnt Bridge Creek, but the other one is wasn't too far yeah. from our from our home on Andreessen. Wow. Well, Yellowstone National Park has urged visitors to protect wildlife after a string of incidents that have left animals killed or endangered, including one in which tourists gave a newborn elk a ride in their car. What? Now, the park issued a plea late last week asking visitors to drive carefully and follow safety regulations after several reports of fatal collisions between vehicles and wildlife. 
So on Memorial Day weekend, visitors put a newborn elk calf in their car and brought it to the West Yellowstone Police Department. The calf later ran into the forest. Its condition is unknown, the park said. Then on May 28th, two adult black bears were struck and killed in separate vehicle collisions in the park. One elk and one bison were also hit by separate vehicles in the days since. We got to so, leave wildlife alone. Yeah. I know that people have a good heart. They want to help. I I think I get that for sure. I would want to, uh, but you know, living with a wildlife biologist and of course knowing national parks systems, yeah, you got to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Somebody picked up a, a bison in Yellowstone. It had to be euthanized. Uh, yeah. You got to leave them alone. They will find their way, uh, or you know. We can't intervene. Yeah, it's just like over on the Oregon coast. We did the story recently where if there's a little uh, sea lion pup mm-hmm. on, the, on the beach by itself, don't go up and do anything no, with it. It's, leave it alone. The mom may be out feeding and will come back and get the pup. So, yeah, it's just let them alone. Okay. Well, nurses and other clinicians at three Providence medical facilities have voted to authorize a strike. The Oregon Nurses Association announced on Monday. The authorization covers about 1,800 medical staff across three locations. Providence Portland, Providence Seaside, and Providence Home Health and Hospice. Now, the union must give Providence a 10-day notice before calling a strike in order to give the health system time to make necessary arrangements. According to ONA, the strike authorization is in response to what they call unfair labor practices and eroding standards at Providence facilities. Now, in a statement responding to the strike authorization, Providence said that it has been negotiating in good faith for new contracts with ONA. And in sports, former University of Oregon defensive tackle Hanodi Nada is once again on the ballot for induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. Nada is among 78 players and nine coaches from the Football Bowl subdivision on this year's ballot. He was also on last year's ballot. So in 2005, Nada became U of O's first consensus All-American since 1962 and the first player in program history to be named Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He was a finalist for the Nagurski and Outland Trophies in that season. And former Linfield coach Paul Durham is among the coach candidates on the ballot. Durham led the Wildcats to seven conference championships from 1948 to 1967. He was named the NAIA Coach of the Year in 1962 and is a member of the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. Well, we have decided in our first half hour that we truly are what we eat. And that goes especially true when receiving the daily bread at Mass. We've been talking today's show about some of the benefits and just the real graces you receive by attending daily Mass. Well, the author of the article says, well, we do grow in holiness. Our faith increases because we learn more, both intellectually and spiritually. As the word of God enters our minds and our hearts, we begin to be transformed, seeing in part how to change vices and virtues. Also, we become detached from sin. Now, at the same time we grow in holiness, we grow a distaste for sin. St. Augustine said, he who devoutly hears Holy Mass will receive a great vigor to enable him to resist mortal sin, and there shall be pardoned to him all venial sins which he may have committed up to that hour. Oh, what's going on? 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, excuse me, this Friday, June 9th at 8.30 a.m. is a day retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House in Beaverton. Our Lady of Peace Retreat invites all for an early summer day retreat on the theme, The Spirituality of St. Faustina and the Mystery of the Holy Angels. Registration of $40 per person includes a very lovely lunch made by our sisters there. You can find more details. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. You can also access the calendar on the Hail Mary media app. So we have a special homily highlight coming up, don't we? That's right. Father Matthew Knight just ordained a priest on Saturday, Sunday morning. Said his first homily to a congregation. All right, you're going to hear it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. During June, Mater Dei Radio unites with Catholics around the world to start the summer by honoring the most sacred heart of Jesus. Grow closer to Christ during this special time through our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a wide variety of inspiring spiritual reflections. Mater Dei Radio is also honored to take your specific intentions to the most sacred heart of Jesus through our powerful prayer hotline. Share your personal requests with our dedicated prayer team right now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call the prayer hotline directly, 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737, and let us pray for you throughout the month of June as we lead souls into the most sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary at Mater Dei Radio. And it is 8.13 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, these next couple of days, teetering on hot. 
teetering, teetering? teetering on hot. Okay, well, the Brenda level of temperature says that if we get above 90, it's hot, David. Okay, well, 92, your projected <laughs> high for today. Sunny skies, clear overnight tonight, low of 58, and then mostly sunny, 90 tomorrow. Then we start a little cool down, actually, as we head toward the end of the week. Currently, it is 60 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso, Washington. And 58 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Albany. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from the newly ordained Father Matthew Knight. His first Mass being said at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Roseburg. It's also my great joy today to announce that all of you who have come here to this Mass to attend my first solemn Mass as a priest have the privilege of receiving a plenary indulgence. So I will read this brief letter from the Vatican granting the indulgence. The rector of my seminary wrote to His Holiness Pope Francis saying the following, Most Blessed Father, Deacon Matthew Knight, who will be advanced to the sacred presbyterate, humbly requests a plenary indulgence for the faithful, who, truly repentant and impelled by charity, purifying themselves by sacramental confession and renewed by the Most Holy Eucharist, as well as piously offering prayers for the intention of Your Holiness, devoutly participate in the requester's first Mass with the people at the Church of St. Joseph, Roseburg, Oregon, in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. And the following response was made on March 15th. The Apostolic Penitentiary, by mandate of the Most Holy Father Francis, has gladly favored the proposed request. Thus, the faithful will be further encouraged to put the supernatural virtues, particularly faith, hope, and charity, always into practice in their life, and will make more concrete their communion with the Roman Pontiff, the visible foundation of the unity of the entire Catholic Church. Anything to the contrary notwithstanding, Mauro Cardinal Piacenza, Penitentiary Major. So all of you who are here today have the opportunity to gain this plenary indulgence. Go to confession within 10 days or so of this Mass. can be before or after. If you came to confession this morning, you're good. Pray for the intentions of the Holy Father and you'll receive this indulgence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In your programs, you'll see that Reverend Kevin Kennedy was supposed to preach this homily. Unfortunately, he came down with COVID three days ago. My spiritual director from the Archdiocese of San Francisco is the rector of the Cathedral of San Francisco, and he told me, I just can't travel. They're going to have a Eucharistic Congress next week. He said, I have to rest up and get better for that. So it fell to me to preach my own first Mass. <laughs> Usually a new priest finds somebody else to do it for him. So my dear people, yesterday I was praying here in the church and I was thinking about the words of this mystic. There's a, a, a very holy woman named Gabrielle Bossi. And she was once attending a solemn Mass much like our Mass today. And at this Mass there were cardinals and there were archbishops and priests of all rank and dignity, all vested in beautiful vestments. And there were gold and silver vessels upon the altar. 
and the air was thick with sweet incense. Everything was beautiful and noble and dignified. And she was there praying and watching, attending this Mass. And of course, at the crucial moment, the priest elevated the sacred host. And then amongst all this splendor, she saw this very small, almost insignificant speck of white, this little round circle of bread. And she heard this voice who said to her, Behold, I am the smallest. Our Lord God is so immense and grand. And at this Holy Mass, on the Feast of the Most Sacred Trinity, we adore His Majesty, and we call to mind the greatness of our God, ineffable, inconceivable, everywhere present and eternally the same, the God who created everything that exists, all that has ever been and ever shall be, the God who set the galaxies in motion, the God who lit the first stars, the God who made the trees, all the way down to the finest molecule the God who made human beings the apex of his creation. But that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that God reveals himself to us above all in the mystery of a tiny speck of bread. He makes himself the smallest for us. And so, sometimes we can think of God as someone who's very far away, an abstract idea, a distant concept, a set of propositions, maybe, that we believe in, or a kind of a cosmic clockmaker who made the universe and put it all in motion, and now he doesn't have much to do with it. But as we heard in today's gospel, God reveals his heart to us. He reveals who he is to us in the gift of his only begotten son. The Father from all eternity, beholding his Son, he, the Father who has given everything to his Son, seeing us in our great need, our poverty as human beings, our weakness, seeing our sinfulness and our fallen state, the Father sends his Son to take on our human nature, to become a man like we are men and women. And so everything that we are, apart from sin, God takes on and becomes himself. God hungers, God thirsts, God gets tired. God knows what it is to struggle with human weakness and frailty. And that God who makes himself a human being, he takes on our human nature, that God goes all the way to the cross in order that suffering, the greatest possible suffering of our human condition, he might go into the depths of our misery and there remain faithful to the Father. We can't do it without him. But God, the Son, eternally beholding the face of his Father, even in the most extreme sufferings known to man, turns to the Father and says, Thy will be done. I trust in you. And the sacrifice of his trust redeems our fallen nature, 
opens up the path for us now to be reunited to God as our first parents were in the beginning, to be sons in the Son, sons and daughters in Jesus Christ towards the Father, vis-a-vis the Father. And so today on this Feast of the Holy Trinity, what we are celebrating is not so much a set of theological propositions. It's not a kind of theological calculus. God is one and three, how can that be? Our theologians have spent 2,000 years trying to refine this doctrine, working out the details. But we don't need to concern ourselves with all of that. What we celebrate today is that our God is a communion of love, family in himself, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is the bond of love between them. And we, who were made to be sons and daughters of that God, have been reunited to his family by the Father's gift of the Son. And above all, today, at this Holy Mass, at this divine liturgy, where once again we see playing out in solemn form the gift of the Son back to his Father, by which we too are taken up into this mystery to offer ourselves back to God as a sacrifice of praise and to be reunited into his divine family. At this altar, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, again gives himself to the Father and to us that we may have life and may have it in abundance. And this gift of God comes through the consecrated hands of a priest whom God has called and united to himself as another Christ, an altar Christus, to offer the once and forever sacrifice of the Son. In the priest's own humanity, his voice, his breath, His hands, his body, makes present the body of Christ. And as we hear in the preface of the Common of Martyrs, we'll pray that tomorrow, God calls the weak and makes them strong in the profession of his Son. God delights in choosing the weak because he makes himself He makes himself the smallest so that we may have life always, now and ever, and unto the ages of ages. And that is your homily highlight from the newly ordained Father Matthew Knight. His new assignment and parishioners will get to listen to him do more homilies at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. 
Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mato Day Radio or anytime on MatoDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 827 at Mater Day Radio, and a Portland restaurant is named Best in America. Oh, yeah, nice. We'll tell you what it is coming up. And if you go on vacation in June, you might be coming back to a new pastor in July. The new priest assignments have been announced in Several churches in the Portland area getting a new father. I'll have that list for you coming up in news in three minutes. This is Rita West and Victor. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Rita West and Victor. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, the official list of priest assignments was released by the Archdiocese of Portland's Office of Vicar for Clergy. Now, these new assignments will take effect July 1st, 2023. Well, here in our local area... Father Gabriel White will be at St. Joseph the Worker in Portland. St. Joseph and Salem getting a new crew with Father Jeff Mewson as pastor. They'll also be receiving Father Matthew Knight as their parochial vicar, whose homily highlight you just heard. Father Edgar Rivera will be at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Aloha. And Father Paul Ibarra will be at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Portland. Also, as the newly ordained priests take their posts as parochial vicars, Reverend Father Anthony Hogfan will be at Holy Trinity Church in Beaverton and Father Efren Razzo at St. Anthony's in Tigard. Also, administrators are assigned. Father Bonaventure Rummel will be at the Madeline in Portland. Father Stephen Kenyon at St. Peter's in Portland. Father Theo Lang going to St. Paul's in Silverton. And Father Joseph Surgat will be at St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. So we were just talking with uh, Father Peter and he said so often in July, many of the staff at these different parishes go on vacation also. So it's not until towards the end of August that these new priests actually get an opportunity to meet with their entire staff. Right. It is Fleet Week in the Rose City as the Navy ships begin docking along the seawall at Portland's Tom McCall Waterfront Park this afternoon. So Fleet Week is a Rose Festival tradition that dates back more than 80 years. But with the ship's arrivals come some traffic advisories for you. Commuters may see frequent and prolonged bridge lifts on the Broadway, Steel, and Burnside Bridges. To avoid delays, commuters may want to use the Morrison and Hawthorne Bridges. Ships are due to arrive between 2 and 6 p.m. today through Thursday afternoon. So those are estimate times. Mm-hmm. So you, you be prepared if you're driving downtown because those could change. Uh, you can check the Portland Fire and Rescue Twitter account. They try to keep it updated to let you know when the ships are going to be coming in. Uh, Portland is just one of only a few U.S. ports of call that hosts courtesy visits from the U.S. Navy, U.S. Coast Guard, and the Royal Canadian Navy. So if you're in Astoria today, uh-huh. you may see some of these ships passing Pass- through because that's oh. where they come in. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And they come right up the Columbia into the Willamette and uh, down to the seawall. So kind of fun time. And I know typically Portland Fire and Rescue, they have their big water boat out there shooting big streams of water up. It's kind of a welcoming. Welcome to, yeah. welcome to the city, Welcome to the sailors. city. Yeah, so it uh, should be a fun time downtown, certainly, with the Fleet Week, Rose Festival, Grand Floral Parade coming up on Saturday. Looks like it's going to be a nice day for that as well. So good times. Oh, I think I read in the weather report, it's going to be like in the upper 70s yeah. along the coastline today. So great day to uh, welcome our uh, Navy men and women coming into port and again that's through thursday so 
Well, Pope Francis went to a Rome hospital center for the elderly for a visit on Tuesday, according to Italian media reports. Italian news agency reported that Pope Francis spent about 40 minutes at Gemelli Hospital before returning to his Vatican residence shortly before noon. Now, Vatican spokesman Matteo Brunei issued a brief statement confirming the media reports. According to its website, Gemelli Hospital Center for Elderly Patients has a day hospital as well as areas for acute patients, rehabilitation, neuropsychology, and research. Pope Francis canceled meetings back on May 26 due to a fever, and he resumed his normal activities the next day. At the end of March, he was hospitalized for four days for lung infection. Now, despite his recent medical challenges, the Vatican recently announced the Pope's intention to visit Mongolia, August 31st to September 1st. Pope Francis is also scheduled to be in Lisbon, Portugal for World Youth Day, August 2nd through the 6th. So it was a very special night for a Rose City restaurant, Khan, led by Chef Gregory Gordes and his Asian cuisine, was named America's Best New Restaurant. The James Beard Foundation 2023 Awards Show last night Ceremony took place at the Lyric Opera House of Chicago. It is the first time a Portland restaurant has earned that top honor. After opening last August, Khan has been an award favorite, took the number one spot on Esquire Magazine's annual restaurant guide, and was the Oregonian's 2022 Restaurant of the Year. In what emerged as a huge night for Portland restaurants, another local chef, Vince Wynn of Southeast Portland's Burlew, took home a regional award in the Best Chef category, Northwest and Pacific. uh, He bested another Portland chef, Thomas Pisha Duffley of Gato Gato. So a lot of great Portland representation Mm. last night at the James Beards Awards. So we were talking about this earlier, getting uh, reservations, getting a table for some of these top restaurants can be a bit of a challenge. You have to be a little bit patient to be able to do it. So sometimes you got to wait several months to get in. You might have better luck actually flying to Haiti and getting into one of their top restaurants <laughs> yeah. than it would be to have uh, the ability to get into Khan. I've never had Haitian foods, uh, and so it sounds Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Just, you could go on their website, look at their menu. Oh. So what they do is, to get a table at Con, they have a, a restaurant app that you go to, a reservation app, Okay. and Con releases their tables once a month. On what day, David? Uh, I thought it was like the second. I, I got to go in and look. Okay. But, but anyway, you, you then try to get in uh, in the pool of people trying to get a restaurant uh, or try to get a table for that month, and hopefully you get lucky and you get in. All right. Well, another place might be trying to vie for that top restaurant spot. And you might have noticed the new big building on Portland skyline construction on the Ritz Carlton broke ground in 2020, just as the pandemic started. Now it is nearly complete with hopes of being part of downtown Portland's comeback. The 35 story Ritz Carlton residences is a modern dark glass building expected to house 132 luxury condos. 251 hotel rooms. The building fills the block at Southwest 9th and Washington Street. It's now getting close to opening. The hotel will be announcing an official date soon, but for now it's saying late summer. Marie Brown is the hotel general manager overseeing what will be Portland's only five-star hotel. The hotel rooms are expected to start $275 a night going up from there already booking up. 
So far, media is not allowed inside, but renderings show some of what is to be expected. Brown says showing off the best of what Oregon has to offer. But this $600 million building is more than a hotel. The top third of floors are condos for sale with the penthousing going for a mere $8 million. Hmm, okay. On the bottom floor is going to be office space, hotel meeting rooms, and some retail space. And this is a mega multi-use building. Of course, a condo or even a hotel room, they say, is out of the price range for a vast majority of people. But management promises it will be a place for everyone for that special dinner family gatherings, or just a cocktail in the evening. Did you say, I can't recall it, when it's going to open? Uh, right now, it just says late summer, okay. so that's not too far away. Yeah, no, that's a great location, too, because you're within walking distance to many of Portland's downtown attractions. Like, you can go to the Schnitz, uh, the uh, theater there. The Keller's, the Keller's right there, yep. downtown. Yeah, yeah, so nice. I, I may check that out. Be That'd fun. be fun. Yeah. Well, in sports, Oregon State's baseball season is over, falling to LSU 13-7 in Monday's regional final in Baton Rouge. Beavers would have had to beat the Tigers twice yesterday to advance to college baseball playoff Super Regionals. OSU finishes the season with a record of 41-19. and Now, the Super Regionals is where the University of Oregon is headed, and they won't have to travel any farther than their home field at PK Park. As the higher seed, the Ducks will host Oral Roberts in a best-of-three-game series with the winner advancing to the College Baseball World Series. And it was just announced this morning that the series will get started this Friday, 5 p.m., televised on ESPNU. So uh, it should be fun in Eugene this weekend. We've been talking about how we are, what we eat. And it's a popular phrase that usually related to eating healthy food. But some have raised the question as to whether this applies to eating the body and blood of Christ. Julie Radishi on Catholic Link said she wondered if it was truly possible to become more like Christ as a result of attending daily mass and partaking of the daily bread that we hear about in the Our Father as we can learn from the saints who have gone before us, the answer to that question is yes. And here are a few more of the ways that daily mass changes us. First, secondly, well, we grow more in graces. The graces we receive may not be known immediately, but we know that God is ready to pour them out onto us. St. Faustina wrote in her diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul, that Jesus said to her, I desire to unite myself to human souls. Know, my daughter, that when I come to a human heart in Holy Communion, my hands are full of all kinds of graces, which I want to give to the soul. Next, we want to spend more and more and more time with Jesus. Soon we will find that attending daily Mass just isn't enough. We will feel called to spend more and more time with Jesus, leading us to participate in holy hours and adoration. St. Teresa of Calcutta alludes to this with the statement that the time you spend with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is the best time you will spend on earth. Hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up on June 11th at 9 a.m. is the Corpus Christi Celebration at St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield. All are invited to participate in St. Alice's Eucharistic procession following the 9 a.m. Sunday Mass. 
The Knights of Columbus members will carry the canopy, followed by altar servers and first communicants. Banda Perlita del Sur, a 13-member brass band, will lead hymns of praises, and the Springfield Police Department will provide traffic safety during the 30-minute procession. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Hey, it's Tuesday. That means it's Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. In a sermon quoted in the book, A Knock at Midnight, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. shared his thoughts on Jesus' call to love our enemies. He said, Love has within it a redemptive power that eventually transforms individuals. Just keep being friendly to that person, just keep loving them, and they can't stand it too long. In the beginning, they may react with guilt feelings, and sometimes they'll hate you a little more but just keep loving them. And by the power of your love, they will break down under the load. That's love, you see, said Reverend King. It's redemptive, and this is why Jesus says to love. There's something about love that builds up and is creative. There is something about hate that tears down and is destructive. So love your enemies. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. I am Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. here at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's going to be a hot day across the region, and I decide that because temperatures over 90 degrees get the designation. You call it hot. Hot, that's right. Full sunshine morning, going to push temperatures to 92 degrees today. If you're trying to beat the heat, Oregon beaches rise to the middle of the upper 70s. Overnight, open the windows because we're cooling off to the upper 50s. Then Wednesday, back to about 90 degree mark. And then temperatures will begin to cool off through the end of the week. I read this morning that Tualatin Fire and Rescue has a burn ban started Well, it started at 8 a.m. this morning. Going to remain in place until conditions improve. You know, it's pretty sweet when it gets like 90, but it cools down. 
at that's night. Right. That's that's okay. That works out pretty well. It's when it stays really hot at night. That's when it gets a little uncomfortable. Uh, it's 64 degrees at St. Matthew's Church in Hillsborough. It's also 64 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. Did I see Sarah walk in? With wings on her How feet, she flew that? in. Sarah Kenzie joins us on this Tech Tuesday. How are the roads out there today? Good morning. Oh, they're okay. I-5's <laughs> a little slow, and then the road I usually take was being paved, so uh, yes. just had to do some uh, exploring and go around a different way. <laughs> well, it's, good for you. <laughs> you know, the summertime, they make the most of these uh, summer days, yeah. especially when it comes to road construction. I'm so happy they do. <laughs> I'm happy they do, too, and it uh, took your time, but you made it in for another segment of Tech Tuesday. Yay. So, all right. We're so excited. And new email from Monterey Radio is hitting your in box today well we come up to a very special feast it's it seems like once we go from you know it's pentecost sunday then it's trinity sunday then it's corpus christi sunday and so we are coming up upon that and so much of our effort and really focusing on the body and blood of our lord jesus christ it is the source and summit of our faith and we have corpus christi sunday many people hitting the roads parishes having special celebrations and programming here at mater day radio going to be celebrating that feast also sunday commentary it's a great way to get ready for the feast day tell us more sarah that's right. As you said, Brenda, uh, the Eucharist is, you know, the source and summit of our faith. It, it's the most important thing we can do really is to deepen our devotion um, to the Eucharist. And so this feast is so important for that reason. And um, as usual, uh, Kevin and Carla do a wonderful job on Sunday commentary, preparing us for the daily Sunday, or I'm sorry, for the Sunday readings. Um, and you know, I think so many times on Sundays, I sometimes just fly into Mass and haven't really had time to sit with those readings ahead of time. But I find that the times when I do, such as listening to Sunday commentary, um, that just helps me have a, a more fruitful um, prayer in in the Mass and uh, for myself personally, and um, especially for this great feast. It's a it's a good way to, to just prepare uh, for Sunday. You know, what I noticed, too, is particularly over the last, I don't know, maybe five years, there seems to be more and more local Corpus Christi processions that are happening throughout the Archdiocese of Portland, and I'm sure around the country as well. You mentioned one during the calendar, uh, St. Alice Alice Church in Springfield going to be doing one. But Sarah, you're going to list out some of the other ones that are happening too throughout the Archdiocese. Yes. So in today's email, we'll also have a link to uh, several different processions happening all around our area, including St. Alice. Um, So be sure to check that out. And if your parish has one that's not on the list, please send it to us. We'd love to know about it. We we do our best to find all the events we can, um, but there's a few, you know, there's always a few that escape our notice or maybe just are planned a little later and we just didn't know about them. Um, So please uh, let us know. And that way, um, as the weekend gets closer, if more people come back to check that page, then they can uh, find out about a Corpus Christi procession happening near them. Yeah, and it looks like, too, the weather's going to be just really nice for the processions. I mean, Sunday's weather looks to be about mostly sunny skies, highs around 83. So if you're thinking about a procession in the morning, yeah, it's yeah. going to be just just beautiful. So that'll, that'll be really wonderful. So yeah, check out the email definitely for those processions. There's also going to be a link to the Church Alive 
uh, newsletter. I know Dana Marie recently just talked with uh, Monsignor O'Connor, and they talked about Corpus Christi, too. This new Church Alive newsletter, it's a, a great way to keep up to date on what is happening uh, across the archdiocese, for sure. Sarah Kenzie is joining us today. It is a Tech Tuesday with our digital media manager, the app continues to grow every day. More and more people are downloading the Hail Mary media app. And Sarah, every day, well, you are getting more and more prayers available for people. Let's pray together. I think that is so important. You pray by yourself, but you are part of a, a, a universal church that prays. And a very special novena is beginning on Wednesday, we know that June is the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart. Tell our listeners about how they can join their prayers with so many more. Yes, so we will be doing a, a novena leading up to the Feast of the Sacred Heart. So as you said, Brenda, that starts tomorrow. And uh, you can join us on the Hail Mary Media app. Uh, we're reorganizing a few of our prayers so that we have a section specifically for the Sacred Heart. We already had a couple prayers on there, um, but we're going to also put that um, all together so you can easily find it. And also you can sign up for a daily reminder uh, to join in that novena. And we'll have a couple different prayer options available as well as the Litany to the Sacred Heart, uh, which is our, uh, which is already on the app. Um, and so you can join in praying any one of those prayers uh, for the nine days leading up to the Feast of the Sacred Heart. I was just talking to somebody uh, who used to live in the area and now they are uh, in another part of the country. And he said, oh, I miss I miss listening to Mater Day Radio when I went, oh, <laughs> miss no more. Because if you download the Hail Mary Media app again, you'll have access to all of those prayers, the daily reminders, the podcast. Well, you can listen live, though, right. right from your phone. So if you are out of our radio broadcast area, you don't have to miss a thing. And then lastly, before we go, Sarah, as we finish this feast day of Corpus Christi, well, our priests will be back in the green. Their green vestments are a signification of ordinary time. And David, you and Ken had a great opportunity mm -hmm. to talk about ordinary time. And uh, Sarah, you're going to talk a little bit more, too. Yes, yeah, so we'll include that interview uh, with Ken, uh, our friend Ken Hellenius, who's the co-host of Living Stones. And uh, he, j he just has a great way of explaining ordinary time and how it's not boring, ordinary, it's ordered, it's, it's in the right place. And we really are growing in our day-to-day um, -day living of our faith and really also um, diving into the, just the life of Christ and the readings. And it can be a really fruitful time. And so I think for me, I just need a little encouragement sometimes um, for these ordinary time days, um, but it can really be a great time of spiritual growth. So we have that interview uh, for you to listen to as well. You know, we've been talking about all these feast days, of course, the one coming up on Sunday, Corpus Christi, but you see that big feast day the following Sunday on the 18th? Oh, uh, I, it's uh, the big feast day of Father's Day. That's oh, right. oh, I see. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> that's a big one. Not a not officially a church feast day, but my house that's a, a holiday, feast day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you love it? Because you Very still get day. David. Yes. You get all of the love, attention, presents, <laughs> yeah. and you don't age a year. Uh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's yes. the best holiday. Well, Sarah Kenzie, thank you so much for your time today. We look forward to today's email. Thank you. And if you are not receiving emails from Mater Day Radio, please let us know. Go to our webpage. There'll be information about how you can submit your email, and then you'll be getting emails from Mater Day Radio. You can also find that information on the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. Speaking of my podcast on the go, Danny Schaffler, fabulous yes. musician, joins me. So check it out. They got a big event coming up, the Lake Oswego Festival of the Arts, the end of the month. Sunny today, 92 degrees, clear tonight, low of 58 Sunny tomorrow, high of 90. Currently 63 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Steve Agrisano, A Rightful Place. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Steve Agrizano and a rightful place. It's A59 at Mater Day Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning Blend today. David and Brenda with you on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning. Brenda says this is going to uh, touch into her hot, hot category. Zone. That's right? it. 80s is warm, 90s is hot, and the 100s, well, that's just scorching. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, <laughs> it looks like it's your hot category both today and tomorrow, because t- tomorrow's 90, supposedly. All right. So there you go. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening at 730. We've got such great Catholic broadcasting from now until then. So keep it here at Mater Day Radio. Have a blessed day. Day.